0: fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Final try it's
1: ready. for the touchdown. Back. What a perfect second ever
0: And welcome to the Fantasy pullback guide, brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal, acting as your lead blocker to fantasy glory, paving your way to fantasy excellence, hopefully hoisting some titles this year. We just had an awesome week of football for the second week in a row. Just games coming down to the wire, teams that you counted out completely coming back and in some instances winning, in other instances uh, coming back and just falling short. Lots of crazy results to talk about. Some epic fantasy uh, performances, especially at the wide receiver position. A couple amazing quarterbacks. I'm your host, Nat the Tree man. Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Roto Street himself. And oh. we are flying through this, and we're trying to get out of here by kickoff. Oh. So this is going to be a tight, tight show. Wolf, how you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. We actually have overtime ball
0: on in the back. I know. There's still stuff going with, on. Right. With
1: the Raiders and Cardinals. So whether you're catching this live right now with us and coming down to the wire, let's see how this goes, man. What a – finished we've got over there but yeah what an absolute day let's jump right into these studs and you gotta start with the Dolphins I mean what a ridiculous performance whether you want to go with Tua going 469 six touchdowns and two ints, crazy or the the beneficiaries of all that insane production 11 catches on 19 targets for Waddle 171 and 2 and that wasn't even the best performance on his own team 190 and 2 for Tyree Kill on 11 catches so back to back two guys going over 11 catches, over 150 yards, and two scores is the first time. It's never
0: happened. It's never happened before.
1: Never happened before. Unbelievable performance from the Dolphins. It has to probably come from someone in that game. Although, on the opposite end, we had someone just as good.
0: I mean, Lamar lost that game. He had 42 fantasy points. And, I mean, his stat line, 20 of 29 for 318, three touchdowns, no picks. Oh, he also rushed nine times for 119 yards and a touchdown. It's just a huge swing-in-your-dick game for him, and he came up on the wrong end of it.
1: An unbelievable performance from him. Honestly, my vote for MVP would be him, just because as good as Tua was, he's probably on most benches at this point. It was tough to start him, whereas Lamar was carrying people to titles. Another guy that's going to carry you a title all year, though. One of our favorites on this show is on Mon Ra, St. Brown. We called him the easiest fifth-round pick all year. He's looking like he should have gone in early. You know, I said next year he's going to be going early round two, just bank on it. 184, two touchdowns. And nine receptions, unbelievable performance from this guy. It was not a fluke last year's stretch run. I don't know anybody that could have been possibly baffled at how good this guy has been so far. He's unbelievable. He is Nick, so fucking
0: good. Nick Chubb is not going to win stud of the week, but he did have by far the best performance for a running back of anybody, like, like 12, 13 points higher than the second guy. 87 yards on the ground, three touchdowns. Plus he had uh, three targets, which was more than Hunt. Uh, he's, just, he's been amazing. And, I mean, we faded Chubb so hard before the season. Yeah. At least through two games, he's really making us eat shit.
1: I think the stud for me would be, as mentioned, Lamar Jackson. I mean, one of the leading rushers, top three rushing performance, 119. And to score ultimately over 40 fantasy points, as the duo, as mentioned, I think Lamar is probably actually in lineups compared to two. What do you? What is your I, vote?
0: I'm cheating and I'm giving it to the duo of the Dolphins receivers. Yeah. I'm just like it's just incredible,
1: oh, like what it's those guys did. What they did it's just incredible performances all around, and you never know. I mean, that's gonna pop up anytime that teams in a shootout. It was just great to see Mike McDaniel uncorking, keeping pace on a, an absolute shootout. Love to see it. Now, as we move on over to Dunn of the Week, guys, that thumbs up button yeah. does so greatly help us. So, please consider hitting that thumbs up. As we move to Dunn of the Week, we'll hit some stats that pop, some risers, followers through those stats, key injuries, as well as the waiver wire at the end, which I know a lot of you guys are here for, to send you off to Sunday Night Football. Uh, starting with the Dunn of the Week, though, uh it's a tricky one. I didn't actually have... Too many huge nominees. I feel like a lot of the studs showed up. Did you have anybody that popped For a dud
0: of the week, if I had to vote, I would give it to Matt Ryan. 16 out of 30 for 160 yards, no touchdowns, three picks. That's who I would give it to.
1: But he was likely to be on benches anyways, just given the fact that he lost Pittman. I benched him. I know he was my hire on the, the preview show, but once Pittman was out, it was a pretty easy bench. I benched him for Wentz, which ended up panning out big for me. I'm trying to think of, like, who was really shitty for the studs. Are the duds? We can probably just move on to the the stats that pop and it'll. it'll, Yeah, we'll hit
0: the negative stats and at some point we'll come up with whoever was the most disappointed. I mean, Jameis was terrible also.
1: Jameis was absolutely atrocious, but again, not in a ton of lineups. So I want to figure out which stud really fucked you. Let's just go into the stats. All right,
0: let's hit some positive numbers. Let's start with quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, Carson Uh, Wentz. I love it. I started him this week. Big Dick Carson, baby. 337, three touchdowns and an int back to back, 27 plus fantasy point weeks. I mean, it's a roller coaster, but it's a fucking fun one. I love this experience. I'm riding him all year.
0: (laughs) And as I said in the notes, he's the definition of a good fantasy player who's like a bad actual football player. He just looks terrible out there. Right. (laughs) Jared Goff, 20 out of 34. A lot of those going to uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, who is amazing. Uh, 256 yards, four touchdowns in the lines, 36-27, week two win over the Commanders. The Commanders defense is just something that teams are going to be trying to feast on all year.
1: And same with the Lions, too, back and forth shootout. Moving oh, to yeah, running back, yeah. we mentioned Chubb was the likely winner of the running back MVP. But James Robinson just looking so damn good. It's insane that this guy tore his Achilles just a handful of months ago. It's, it's subhuman, to be honest. He ultimately went for 64 yards and a score on 23 carries. So not the most efficient work, but he did have 37 beastly yards on his touchdown run. He also did see 14 yards through the air. He is just lasered in with two goal line catches, all the short yardage work, but one. We did see Eatsy come in for nine of the 12 third down snaps, but even then, we're seeing Robinson get involved there too, especially on third and shorts. So ultimately, you love this production for Robinson, looking like one of the biggest steals in early drafts.
0: So I I don't know why this is on here uh, in this section, but I'm like Ron Burgundy. I just read whatever's on the teleprompter, so I'm just gonna read it. Damian Pierce, ten rushes for 44 yards, two catches for 16 yards. Wouldn't call that an amazing performance, um, but wh- why'd you put him in here? What's what's your deal, Wolf? What's your and
1: we just we just started to see positive trends from the guy. He looked really good on his runs, and the offense was definitely moving at a better clip anytime he was in compared okay. to Rex work I don't know the final snap counts that hasn't been released in pro football focuses. Great recap, but I'm intrigued. It, it seemed just from the eyeball test, like it was a much closer to 50-50, and Pierce, the way he impressed, should be moving forward as a guy uh, that gets even more work. Pollard, a guy that we call one of the biggest fallers of week one, comes back from the dead, ultimately finishing with a touchdown, 40 yards, and four catches for 55. That's what we were hoping for. Yeah, the, that's work, it. the receiver work. Uh, he got a ton of it. Out. I, I think he played a near even. Again, these snaps aren't released quite yet, but right around an even split there with Zeke. I love what I saw out of Pollard. Definitely not dead as I thought as of last week.
0: Christian McCaffrey did not have a huge stat day. Although, as I alluded to before, there were not huge running back performers. So I believe he was actually a top five guy. He did rush 15 times for 102 yards, which is a pretty nice clip. That's like six and a half plus yards of carry. He also had four catches for 26. Maybe a little disappointing uh, in the catch department so far. But, I mean, he's clearly a great receiver. And, I mean, he showed us why he's still a great running back too.
1: Yeah. 53 of 58 snaps, 20 total touches. The five targets, as you alluded to, still a little disappointing and kind of continuing that narrative Baker doesn't throw to his running backs. I'd love to see that number double like it used to be. Sure. But still, at a running back position at this point, 15 points seems actually pretty damn good for him. Uh, the hurt Swift still finishing the top five running backs with five yeah. carries, 56 yards, two catches, 31 in a touchdown. I know he was hurt, but he looked so damn shifty, especially on that touchdown catch where he got up and just nice yeah. through the rest of the defense. Thought he looked phenomenal, and that was a big push from Deuce Dale. you got to be able to play hurt. It's a difference between injured and hurt, and he showed up. He showed up big, so I really like this performance for Swift today. I
0: don't know about you, but if i got a guy averaging over 11 yards a carry, I'm probably going to give him more than five carries. Yeah, anyway, uh, the Rams running backs, Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers. They are, it is a true committee. I mean, these guys pretty much split. Ten carries each, 47 yards for Henderson, 43 for Cam Akers. Yeah. Henderson managed to score. Cam Akers caught one catch for eight yards. Do uh, you got either of these guys? I mean, they both potentially could be productive, but it looks like a 50 50 backfield to me.
1: It does. Henderson seemed to be getting more of the goal line work, the yep, short yardage absolutely. work. So that was a nice boost for him. A guy that you can probably trust moving forward, but Akers could slowly creep in there. Mike Thomas, end zone, third touchdown in two days, just back. It's just another reaffirmation. This guy is back. And now the, you get to announce the biggest waiver wire pickup of the week. We'll I do. Get into more details, but man. What a what a day
0: for this guy. What a what a day for the New York Jets in general. I mean yeah. Joe Flacco calling back shades of Super Bowl oh, Flacco. Me. I mean bringing back the Jets uh you know the the, t- the corpses of the New York Jets against the pathetic hapless Browns. Garrett Wilson catching eight catches, uh, eight balls for 102 yards, two touchdowns and Sneak Peek of the waiver wire. He's only 20% rostered so keep an eye on that.
1: Yeah, another big performance. Another rookie, Drake London. First book receiver since Stephon Diggs to go five-plus receptions, 70-plus yards in his first two games. He ultimately finished what, – what was Drake's final stat line? Some of these 4 o'clock games, it's a little bit trickier to get. But I know I he ended up care. with, like, 18 fantasy points in the league I have him. So I absolutely love this Drake London kid. He finished with – pulling it up real quick here. Uh, never feathers, 20 fantasy points, 8 catches, 12 targets, 86 yards a score, and a two-point conversion. Just looking damn good the whole time, too. So, love what I saw out of Drake London today.
0: I went against him, so I hate him. Rashad Bateman, four catches for 108 yards and a touchdown. As we said, Lamar Jackson spread it around early. And often, Christian Kirk also had a huge game for Jacksonville. Six catches, 78 yards, two touchdowns. He was on the field for 64 out of 71 snaps. Um, You've been saying you like him a lot Uh, moving forward. Someone's
1: got to catch the ball in Jacksonville. He did it. He sure did. And the guy that's catching the ball, a shitload this year. Really thriving. As the clear-cut number one. I was granted sketch that this guy yeah. deserved the money he got. I still am not convinced he deserved as much money as he got. But he is showing he can be a true number one receiver. That is Christian Kirk. Six uh, six targets, turns it into six catches, 78 yards, two scores, played 64-71 snaps, leading the team in routes run. Uh, they only threw it again 30 times, but he was out running all over the place. And the craziest part is he was only started in 36% of ESPN leagues that that's nuts. That's nuts. I would absolutely
0: start him if I had him.
1: Right. Like you, you don't even think about Christian Kirk kind of like we're treating AJ Dillon on today's show. Like you don't have to ask about Kirk anymore. He almost has to be in your lineup at this point. Right.
0: Absolutely. No question about it. Let's talk Curtis Samuel. You love uh, Carson Wentz. You love everything that has to do with the Washington commanders from (laughs) from the ownership to to the players, to just everything about it. The fan base, you love them. Seven catches, 78 (laughs) yards and a touchdown. Right. (laughs)
1: Oh <laughs> huge and Just to see the, the usage again—nine targets, multiple carries. Remember, in 2020, stefan Diggs was the only receiver to have more overall touches than Curtis Samuel, which is fucking insane. But this guy's still out there in a ton of ESPN leagues. Yahoo, he's less than you know over half a leagues He's he's rostered in, but he's over available in over 80% of ESPN leagues. He should absolutely be a priority pickup, maybe the number one asset. If not, uh, if you haven't already gone, but his teammate as another guy, he's out there in more leagues, 42% rostered in Yahoo. That's Jahan Dotson. And yes, I think, Curtis, again. I mean, what Curtis Samuel might be the best like immediate, give you some numbers. I could see Dotson being the true league winner here down the stretch. This guy is so damn talented. Every time he gets targeted, he makes a huge highlight play just as he did in college I love the guy. And ultimately, I know we're not talking about like the, the stats that are negative, but it, we saw McLaurin, like three miles can actually be sustained here, which is crazy to think Carson Wentz is doing that. Maybe it's the defense that they're facing. Uh, but ultimately, McLaurin had like 70 yards, six catches. But you'd have to be a little bit down on him just given how good these other compliments are playing. It's not like it's a clear-cut alpha number one with some nice pieces around him. So definitely a little concern there, especially because Logan Thomas – also at only 12% roster catching a score looking better and better by the week. Like he's gaining his health. Uh, every single snap he played, he looks faster and faster. So good to see just an overall passing attack that can sustain quite a few melts. I'm shocked by it, but yeah, it's working.
0: Amari Cooper had a huge bounce back game for him. He caught nine balls out of 10 targets, 101 yards and a touchdown in the Browns pathetic week two yes. loss to the jets. Tough to trust him with Jacoby Brissett under center who, uh, Made some really, really bad plays down the stretch in that game. But anyway, uh, good game
1: for Cooper. Really, really good game for Cooper. And on the flip side, a absolute shit fest for Donovan Peoples-Jones. You saw 11 targets in week one. It was pretty clear that was a fluke. I think we both, you know, we said this is fake. I wouldn't buy too much into this. Maybe a hit or miss every now and again. One one target, zero catches, just a complete dud on the Donovan Peoples-Jones side. But on the other end, some target hogs. Chris Olave, 13 targets. In fact, he had 365 air yards. Now, I know you don't get points for air yards. He ultimately only had five catches for 80 yards, but they were going to him early, often, and especially deep down the field. I mean, Olave can burn. This guy can burn, and that's going to eventually come to fruition. Those 365 air yards.
0: That guy did not fumble on that play. There were some shady really- calls against the Saints. Like I actually thought there were like three shady calls against the Saints in that game that that really helped swing things towards the Bucks. Um, that's another story. We don't have time to talk about it right now. Jacoby Myers, only thirty five percent rostered, caught nine cat uh, balls out of thirteen targets for ninety five yards. And the Patriots' Week Two win over the Steelers, man, it, it's the Patriots just look rough, but the Steelers looked even rougher.
1: I agree, I agree. I was so <laughs> I was so pumped to see my team get the dub here today, and Myers looking like a hog. And just a, a note for the future. The Steelers have the worst slot corner in the league. I knew this. I played Jacoby Myers in a lot of draft Very much panned out. That's going to be something I hammer every single week. Who is the slot receiver against the Steelers? Because they're going to eat. Cortland Sutton, a target hog day with Judy out. We're going to hit injuries momentarily. But 122 yards on 11 targets, seven catches. Big BC performance. The only thing missing missed was a touchdown at this point.
0: Cooper Cup, ho-hum day. Only the uh, yeah. wide receiver four. 11 oh, okay. catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, like I said, he. There were literally three guys had like historic fantasy days. That's the only reason he wasn't number one again. This is just becoming a completely routine day for Cooper Cup. Um, his dominance cannot be overstated. Uh, looking forward to seeing Justin Jefferson on Monday, but man, Cooper Cup is amazing.
1: It's ridiculous, and yes, his teammate did catch a touchdown. I know we both freaked out when we saw it. Could Al have been two. As as predicted, just making sure to dial the guy up. Uh, you love to see it. Ultimately should have had, as you mentioned, two touchdowns there. Uh, didn't quite get them in, but it was nice to see him more involved, making some plays, earning his quarterback's trust. This was the perfect game for that to happen, and it happened, and that's what you love to see. Uh, and we just wrapped up one of the Bengals uh, games, Bengals-Cowboys, and one of the more shocking scores of the week, 20-17. to I'm trying to pull up the final stat lines there, but I, I believe T. Higgins outproduced um, uh, Jamar Chase today. I was facing T. Higgins, and I saw that Jamar Chase did not have quite the, the game. Do you have the final stat line on those guys by any chance? I don't, and
0: my computer's not working well enough. All righty, I'll, I'll find it Let's just get into tight ends. I know that Higgins did catch a touchdown. Mark Andrews yeah. had nine catches for 104 yards and a touchdown. You know, those are more uh, the big tight points. end numbers that we were talking about. That's solid. One of your guys yeah. had a big game, double E. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, we had Evan Ingram, my, my Hail Mary of the Week, eight targets. Hall's in seven for 46. we Humongous game, but you love to see the involvement. He looked great after the catch. Uh, really good stuff. And by the way, T Higgins, six catches, 71 yards in the score compared to five for 54 for Jamar Chase. So the the up and down roller coaster, the 1A, 1B show of last year. It looked like we might get Chase kind of separating and being the clear one, Higgins the clear two. Not so much today. mixon also kind of done it out with 57 yards on the ground, 26 through the air. Like, okay, fine. It got it got you some points, but Certainly not what you're hoping for after a monster performance last week. Definitely a disappointing Uh, just overall effort from the Bengals. Terrible. The improved line just doesn't look that good, huh?
0: Doesn't look that improved. Uh, Defense. Only one team really merited defensive uh, just because they were so amazing. I know this because I went against them. The Buccaneers defense against the Saints. They forced five turnovers and they scored a defensive touchdown. I want to say they put up 27 or 25 or something fantasy points against me. That really, really hurt. Um, We're going to get into negatives now and we're going to have to fly. Because it's already eight oh two, so we're gonna get rolling. You want to start on quarterbacks?
1: Yeah, we'll hit a couple that really sucked. And you mentioned him in the duds of the week. Two thirty six and a touchdown for three interceptions was Jameis Winston. Really bad. Even worse was three interceptions, <laughs> one hundred ninety five yards for Matt Ryan without a single touchdown. He had no weapons, but man, like he just doesn't look that good, anyways. Uh, really bad performance from the Colts overall, getting just waxed by the Jags. Yeah. Love to see it, but yeah, uh, absolutely brutal.
0: And this guy, Jonathan Taylor, we're putting him in there because their expectations are a big part of this. I mean, you read nine rushes for 54 yards, one catch for nine yards. It's like, okay, ho-hum. This is is supposed to be the guy. Right? Like, he's the done of the week. I would say maybe so. I mean, just as far as, like, what you expected versus what you got. Against the Jets. You didn't get anything. Right. Brutal. So, anyway, uh, that's Jonathan Taylor. Let's talk about the Jets running backs, shall we? Yeah, Three
1: quickly, monster. though, note for Taylor, everybody, I, I wouldn't hit the panic button because he did place eight of nine third downs uh, ahead of Naeem Hines, ran 21 routes compared to 14 for Hines, was in on 74% of the snaps. Uh, so, Taylor is an absolute workhorse with a much more stable pass catching floor. That is really good to see. But, yeah, Jets running backs, it, it looked good on paper for Brees Hall. The final stats looked nice, and he looks really good. Like, it just the eyeball test. He's passing it with flying colors. It already was gross, though, as a two-man committee, and now we have Ty Johnson, some other creature, working in here, especially on the third downs. He saw six of the eight third downs was Ty Johnson. I mean, Brees Hall, one of the best pass-catching backs to come out in recent years. Michael Carter's no slouch as a pass-catcher. Let's get some fucking shithead named Ty Johnson involved and make this even uglier. So while the final stats looked okay for Brees Hall, this is a situation I would be selling, selling, selling. It's a three-headed nightmare on a gross team. Like, that's not going to work out more than it does. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm out even though it looked pretty good for Brees Hall as a final stat line. Chase Edmonds. Oh, T F,
0: Mostert saw more snaps, 39 to 36. He ran more routes. He saw more targets, three against two and more carries, 11 versus five. That's right. Chase Edmonds only had five carries. Now, he did take those five carries for 34 yards, including a a big one down the stretch that, like, basically led to them tying and then winning the game. Um, But – and then we had one catch for eight yards. Definitely not an encouraging stat line for Chase Edmonds, though. Very
1: scary, especially the out-snapped and out-touched by Raheem Mostert. After a pretty good first week. I was shocked to see this. I'm a big Edmonds believer. Me too. Uh, it's it's going to be hard to continue to be so, though. Gibson ended up getting a touchdown to salvage his day, but it was looking like a nightmare. 28 yards on the ground, 13 through the air. Without the score, it would have been hideous. Thankfully,
0: 14 carries. That's, I mean, that's a lot of carries to be averaging two yards a carry.
1: Exactly. It was gross. He didn't look that good. But hopefully they get a better uh, you know shootout-style Eagles game next week when they face of the Eagles. So we'll see there. But a pretty encouraging performance for the next guy on this list. Ramondre? Yeah. Nine
0: rushes for 47 yards, one reception for four yards. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the production. The usage isn't great, though. I mean, I'd love to see him getting more than nine carries. I mean, it's possible Damian Harris got hurt also. I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, he ultimately, end up okay. And Harris himself, 15 carries, 71 in a touchdown. I didn't mean to include him so we could look at the whole backfield. Two catches for 16. He was actually playing third downs ahead of Ramondre for a lot of the game. Uh, Two-minute drill, though, did go all to Ramondre, all eight snaps in the two-minute drill. Six of the third downs went to Ramondre compared to four uh, for Damian Harris. So he was ultimately the more involved pass catching back. That's what you like to see in terms of snaps. Uh, Short yardage, though, Harris dominated that workload, as he always has, and he did plunge one in as well. So assuming he's healthy, he seems like the guy to own. But Ramondre, definitely more encouraging snap-wise. Speaking of the pathetic Colts, I mean, Paris Campbell... (laughs) The only starter that makes it into the game at the wide receiver court. How does he respond? Well, he got targeted once. One target. Just absolutely pathetic. It ended up being Ashton Doolin who led the way with five catches, 79 yards, and probably earned himself a role ahead of Paris Campbell moving forward. Either way, you know Pittman just be complete and utter alpha once he returns. And Alec Pierce, I mean, clearly the path could be open for him to be the number two by a mile after this pathetic, pathetic performance from Paris Campbell. I mean, I just hate Paris Campbell. What a loser. Just not never shows up, always gets hype. I'm done 100%. Well, this is not a
0: club. It's not a club you want to be a part of, but Donovan Peoples-Jones joined the one target zero receptions club as well. So he and Paris Campbell can go and uh, have a little party or whatever people like that do. Uh, Very disappointing performance, obviously, from him. Uh, Terrible stat line or lack thereof. You mentioned Terry McLaurin earlier, right?
1: Yeah. And Ultimately 75 yards, four catches, not bad, just clear cut. He's not going to be an every week monster that you could, like you could probably have in your lineup most weeks. It's just going to be, there's really just not that huge of a gap between him, Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson in terms of production. Like those guys outdid him today. And that's not going to be irregular in my opinion. Speaking of one target, no catch. Yeah, he's
0: in the club, too.
1: Welcome Hunter Henry, baby. Like, just an awful performance. Certainly cut bait at this point. Uh, No need to wait it out for him. But probably not even the most disappointing tight end relative expectations. I wanted you to get this one. Holy cow. Oh,
0: good. Yeah, I mean, this guy I wouldn't mind putting in my dud of the week category either. And we just got a comment literally from uh, Y2J29. I fucking hate Kyle Pitts, SMH. Um, Yeah, two catches, 19 yards. I said maybe time to get off this train. I mean – I think it is. You can convince me, like he might have a big game here and there, but just I'm so discouraged by what I'm seeing. Like I'm, I'm looking for other options. And I, one of the, and go ahead, tell me what
1: you think. I mean, I, I'm with you. It's fucking abysmal. And there's nobody like in the fantasy community that gets more of a hall pass, in my opinion, than Kyle Pitts from Twitter. Everybody wants him. Like, oh, he's so, he's
0: so good. How great is,
1: is he? Is he good? I'm talented he is. Like by all the accounts, he looks like a beast. He's a freak. He's fast. He makes insane catches, and then he just. Doesn't get used well. So whether it's the coach, whether it's him, I don't know. It's probably some mix of both and more so the coach. But either way, this is back-to-back duds, and I don't care how many routes run or whatnot. Like, we end up winning on fantasy points. And it seems to me, like, a lot of people out there are more intrigued by, like, expected points or snaps and, like, the usage and the field time. And, like, I get yeah. that. That's important trends to track. But at a certain point, you either produce or you fucking don't. And Kyle yeah. Pitts definitely does not produce – Far more often than he does. He's yeah, put, put me
0: out there. Put me out there. I'll run some roots. <laughs> I won't catch any balls. I yeah, won't score. I won't get any that. points. But, man, yeah, I'll run some I'll run
1: some roots. It's wrong. Run it's some Drums, roots. Krom's almost brother. Yeah, I'll get, get yeah. you out
0: there. <laughs> right, I'll run a few roots. Uh, David actually crushed me in the comments already for this. Uh, Taysom Hill rushed three times for 14 yards in the Saints. Week two lost to the box. I did get caught up in the hype last week and was you like, I-, I love Taysom Hill. Uh, you liked him, too. I just liked him more um and yeah, anyway yeah i mean you know it's like either either he's we did say and i agreed i said this it's boom or bust he's either gonna do nothing or he might score
1: you 20 points anyway <laughs> he, he did nothing i like the thesis of the play still he, he does get some high volume in the red zone it's gonna happen where he'll score every now and again and that's what you're looking for at tight end so i don't even hate the play but i'll tell you what he, he did he did as good as kyle pitts seriously i mean honestly play fucking pathetic oh man right I think that's all the key stats. I do think it's got to be done of the week, has to go to JT after looking it over. I yes was encouraged by Kyle Pitts at least
0: gets runner-up.
1: Re- relative to that. But, yeah, Kyle Pitts just in terms of sheer hatred is probably the guy. I do
0: hate him so much.
1: Yeah. A few big injuries, though. <laughs> Trey Lance, obviously the biggest storyline. If we we're going to like lead in with the story of the week, it is that fact that, unfortunately, Trey Lance, his season's already over in 2022. Broken ankle, having surgery. Just prayers up for the guy. It sucks. Like, you know, I, another just – are we ever going to really see it come to fruition? How is this going to impact him long term? I know dynasty-wise, you know, he was one of the most valuable quarterback assets you could have. That obviously takes a hit. You know, hopefully he recovers, and we just never, you know, it's like it never happened, just a missed year. But you got to be worried. You have to be worried long term. What if they keep the reins in on him now after seeing these type of injuries? We'll see.
0: I, I wish him the best. Of course, I never want anyone to get hurt. But and, and maybe this makes me a bad person. They're going to be better with Jimmy G. I'm positive. Oh, for real I, life, I've, no, I mean, I, better yeah, I mean, I've, I've thought. I mean, sure. you know, I think they're going to now. Now I put them in like the NFC contender. Group, and I did not knocked before. off of
1: the, the, the NFC best uh, Seahawks this last. Yeah, year. No so, yeah, no kidding.
0: Yeah, they stopped that train. But
1: Seriously? I mean, yeah,
0: I, I think they're I think they're going to be a better team. Hope Lance is okay. Um, James Conner forced out of Sunday's game against the Raiders with a third quarter ankle injury. He is questionable to return. Um, that makes Eno Benjamin, Daryl Williams, of course, very attractive potentially moving
1: forward. Yeah, I'm excited to see what that final snap count ended up being just from the eyeball test. It looked like a whole lot more Daryl Williams than it did Eno Benjamin. Do we get a final score on that, by the way? Did I'm working ever... on it. Why don't you do the next one? I'm working on it. righty. And Jerry Judy left week two's game pretty early on, too. Brutal in the first quarter. Uh did not return. For the shoulder injury, who knows oh how long? The Cardinals won. Oh, my God. The Cardinals won. <laughs> what a fucking blow-up fest. I mean, the, oh, God. That is that is hideous, man. But, yeah. The Judy,
0: just must be. Darrell Williams, eight carries, 59 yards and a touchdown. That's pretty Wow. Good so, there you go.
1: It talks about who's the guy. It's Darrell Williams. I, and that's the guy I've had uh, in, as my handcuff throughout best fall season. It looked like he was falling out of favor for, you know, Benjamin. Dude. But. Zach yeah. Ertz
0: ended up with eight catches for seventy-five yards. That's
1: a he should have had a touchdown too. But hey, I'll, I'll take it. I won't complain. I mean,
0: I, the Cardinals. Look at halftime of that game. I, I was openly mocking the Cardinals. I texted the RSJ thing. I was like, "The card, sell every Cardinal you have." And like, I was getting, I was getting smartass comments back from CJ. Obviously, you didn't watch the
1: pregame today. Yeah, I I you guys us. must. Right. I guess but, you
0: guys right. must have said that. Well, okay. I mean, so we were both independently wrong.
1: Yeah, exactly. He <laughs> rubbed our face into that shit. Uh, moving on to the early waiver right, wire. Get the waiver wire. We, we alluded to this guy earlier. Garrett Wilson, eight catches on 14 whopping targets, 102 yards, two touchdowns, far and away the best Jets receiver. Huge negative to Eli Moore stock. Yeah, Eli Moore played 66 to 70 snaps, ran the most routes at 45, had five targets, though, so not commanding the ball at all. Compared to Garrett Wilson, who saw only 43% of the snaps – I mean, not 43, 43 total of the 70. Ran only 37 routes, but was targeted on 14 of them. That's nearly 50% of the time he ran a route he got a target. That's just awesome. He also got a carry. The man just looks elite. It reminds me a bit, and I know this is hyperbolic, but it reminds me a bit of Justin Jefferson as a rookie where he kind of was eased in and playing behind old B.C. Johnson in a way. But every time he was out there, he was making play after play after play. We know the Jets fucking suck. We know they're going to have to chuck. And it seems to me like Garrett Wilson, is the guy that his quarterback loves. It's just a matter of how long you know, how long is Wilson out, uh, Zach Wilson, that is, because ultimately I think that everybody here is better with Flacco, and that's a scary, sad thing to say. Uh, but to me, Garrett Wilson is the clear-cut number one waiver wire pickup unless Jahan Dotson's still lingering out there. It's
0: safe to bring your mom around Flacco, too. Um, <laughs> Jahan <laughs> Dotson, 42% owned. This is the last call on him. That's well said. He caught four out of five targets, 59 yards, and a touchdown. Scored again. Um, so – you know, if if this guy's still around, you got to pick him up because he's not going to be in a week. Like you know, the three touchdowns, two games. Um, you know, Wentz slinging the ball like crazy, and I mean literally crazy because it's a lot of volume, but a lot of the passes aren't that good. But you gotta you gotta jump on him now if you can.
1: One hundred percent, and he's getting the like crucial crunch time throws from Carson Wentz for big scores, for two-point conversions. like It's clear this guy really trusts Wentz, and all he does is make – Wentz really trusts him, rather. And he, all he does is make plays and succeed. So still, old back-to-back games with only five targets, but he just continues to maximize what he does. I think that work will only continue to go up and up and up the more he continues to thrive. His teammate, Logan Thomas, five targets, three catches, 37, and a touchdown – uh, it's looking like the guy that, you know, just a couple steps slower than the guy that two years ago was a top five tight end on not too long. And the role is still just as good. He went a, a huge snap increase after playing right around 45% of the snaps, was in on nearly 70% of the snaps this week, running most of the routes, looking pretty solid. But if, if it's not the two receivers, those two rookies that are hugely talented as the top waiver wire pickups, I think it's these next two guys. Uh, given the injury to James Con,
0: Well, we talked about it. Williams, Daryl Williams, you know, Benjamin. Williams, 3% on Benjamin, 10% on. So really good chance you get these guys. They actually split carries eight each in the game today. Uh, but Benjamin getting 31 yards, Williams getting 59. So, uh, you know, if, if for whatever that matters, he produced about twice as many yards on the same carry. Uh, I've always been a Williams fan. So if I had my choice, I'm picking
1: up Williams. Yeah, I mean, the guy was a top 12 running back every single time. He saw more than ten carries last year, other than once. He was a yeah again. That was the car, you know, the Chiefs one of the most gold mine situations. But even still, you know, the Cardinals backfields no slouch either. We've seen monsters emerge, and down the stretch, it was Darrell Williams show throughout overtime, through the fourth quarter. They're splitting him out wide too. I saw some really nice alignments out of him. To me, it's Williams. That's the first guy I go to as the touchdown threat at minimum. That's the most valuable part of this offense after James Conner scored sixteen. And we're getting starter out in there. To me, it's Williams. That's the guy I'm going for. Not needing injuries. Raheem Mostert, who might've just taken over the Miami backfield. 11 rushes, 51 yards, looking pretty spry. Three catches for 28 as well. Just, I mean, again, not blowing the doors off, but at 43% rostered right now, he's out there in most leagues. And we talked at the top how he saw 35 snaps compared to 32 for Chase Edmonds. Saw three of the short yardage works uh, compared to two for Chase Edmonds. And all the goal line work went to Raheem Mostert. So, Touchdowns will come. Clearly this offense has the ability to put up points after points after points. The back in there, if it's, I don't know who it is. It's kind of annoying. It's kind of muddy, but it's definitely worth owning Mostert at this point to see how this all unfolds.
0: Mark Ingram's 30% owned. He rushed 10 times for 60 yards and Alvin Kamara, who I started absence. Uh, you know, I was not around a a TV or anything. Didn't know Kamara wasn't playing. Had him plugged. no. No, it was awful. Cause I mean, I didn't get in front of a TV like at all until, uh, Quite True. a lot later. I, I believe I'm, I think I'm going to win both of my games anyway. Even still,
1: uh, wow, you're lucky. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, I felt point terrible. Point. I mean, yeah. I just felt absolutely awful. Like I was Graduate just like, no, yeah, yeah feel terrible uh, about it. Anyway, he's the clear backup. Six yards of carry. Showed a little burst here and there. He did cough up a fumble that was like a very inopportune fumble to cough up. His backups and the work that they got did nothing. Um, so he's clearly the guy until Kamara gets back,
1: but Kamara might be back next week. So don't I I I was just impressed with how good he looked against a really good run defense. Uh, He was running hard for an old man. The stash still's got the juice. I I would trust him as a starter if Ingram does I mean I if Kamara does miss any more time, you can plug him right in. Speaking of Ingram, Evan Ingram, another Ingram. We already mentioned the eight targets, forty-six yards, seven catches, but it's just that that very valuable Doug Peterson tight end role was on display. The touchdowns will follow soon enough. He looks really, really good after the catch right now, and he's actually catching the ball. So good things all around for him.
0: Also, Greg Dortch.
1: Hail Mary, baby.
0: Your Hail Mary, four catches on four targets, 55 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's all you can really ask for out of a Hail Mary pick, right?
1: Exactly. And Ashton Doolin, another Hail Mary, 1% rostered right now. If Pittman does miss time and he was ruled out early, he seems Doolin to be the number one, the one that actually produced not shitty-ass loser Paris Campbell Five catches for 79 yards on seven targets for Ashton Doolin got the job done, and that kind of wraps up our waiver wire and overall Sunday show here. We, we got like night.
0: two minutes, uh, Wolf, and we got David waiting in the waiting room.
1: So we got to get our collins. We'll answer some questions before kickoff. But guys, thanks so much for being here. i uh, get your questions on in, and let's bring in our caller. David. Hey guys, so just keeping the streak alive. And the truth, you you mushed Taysom Hill. Oh, uh, that's already that was, been addressed. It's been addressed. I I know it was the mush of the year,
0: but oh uh, no, if that's my you. worst mush of the year. Then like you're gonna, I'm gonna do great. I'm gonna, do, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do way worse than that at some point. But, but a dud you guys forgot too was Dalton Schultz.
1: Yeah. Okay. How oh, oh, did he shock completely? Uh, yeah, I believe in my scoring, he was negative points. Oh man! Wow. Oh, that, like, so so
0: now scoring negative fantasy points counts as a mush. <laughs> oh it was a dog not a mush
1: oh it's done baby okay uh, well thank you for pointing that out um awesome david well cheers Keep good this one, guys. Live, to thanks for waiting we appreciate cheers. it thanks for waiting for us man right. uh, let's start let's more. hit a
0: few comments if anybody wants to hang around uh kickoff should be right around now but uh if you want to stick with us for maybe five more minutes we'll we'll do some uh mailbag let's okay? hit a
1: few here and this is a really good one starting with jeremiah just because gabe davis is now trending we talked about him on the morning show It seems like he's turning closer to doubtful. So really do make sure you have McKenzie or Jamison Crowder, some sort of backup plan ready if you were waiting it out for him. If you have someone like Lazard going tonight, I would play Lazard. I know this morning it was kind of like, do you wait it out for Gabe Davis? Or do you play Lazard? I would play Lazard. Get him on in. Get you guys in. And as uh, Jeremiah is saying here, I would drop Tony. Yeah, at this point, I don't think you have to hang on to Tony. He's very talented, but if he's not going to get used, what's the fucking point? Uh, so yeah, if you need to have like a backup plan in place, Tony is fine to drop. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think you got to pick up another player and not just pray Allen gets you those twenty.
0: David already crushed me for this, uh, and I mentioned it, Andy, and we got him as a call-in, so we won't go over this again. Yes, I must trade. Uh, I, I must jason Hill, um, but we do want to take just a quick second and well, for the, the year,
1: field. baby, what's going on, tunes? <laughs> I need, I need forty-seven and a half points from Jefferson and Dylan. What do you think?
0: I like it. Half DPR? Full. Full.
1: Full. I give you – you like, I wouldn't call you the favorite right now. I don't know what your projected win percentage is. I would personally put Chet right around 40, though, because like Jefferson, you know, has the revenge game coming up, dudes. Uh, he, He's talked long about how he's had this one circle to go against Philadelphia and prove why they were such morons for passing him up, as if he hasn't already done that. Uh, but, yeah, I, he's going to be fired up. It's just a matter of how used is Dylan. If he gets the role he had last week, and now he's facing the Bears. I think we can get another 18 or 20 points out of Dylan. If you get that, I think you're feeling real good about your chances. So it's going to be a big one on Dylan tonight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I would I would put you at like 45%.
1: Yeah, I'd say 40 like to 45. It's is very, very reasonable there. To if be I would have game. played Bateman over uh, Stevenson, I'd probably be a lot better. Oh, <laughs> man, I know. That one touchdown, as soon as he caught it, like, fuck. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, hey, we'll see how it plays out. Dude, thanks, thanks for calling guys. in. Buddy. Yeah, Great bye. to see you. Great to see you.
0: Matt B. says this week was bizarro world. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs>
1: that's one way to put it, right? <laughs> if
0: Chubb doesn't score, the Jets don't get the ball back, lol. He's right about that's
1: that. True. Could it's, it's, that's true. You can just fall down. That's
0: actually – a
1: really good point, Matt. That's, that's
0: yeah. nuts. Bulldog, I'm so disappointed with Pitts. Yeah, we've – Bulldog, ass. we're all disappointed with
1: Pitts. Opportunity cost, too. Think about A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman. I guess he was out this week, but still, just ridiculous.
0: Jeremiah Moore, my opponent had Lamar, Mike Williams, and Drake London. But thank you very much to Kirk and St. Brown for balling out.
1: Yeah. Dude, those guys are studs. Like that that going like St. Brown round five, Kirk round seven. I mean, you got wide receiver ones and the mid rounds right there. That's beautiful.
0: Would you sell Jonathan Taylor with the Colts offense being horrific?
1: No, I wouldn't, because as mentioned, like, yeah, it sucked today. They one weirdly struggle against the Jags under Frank Reich. I don't know why or how, but that's honestly been what's happened. But two, 74% of the snaps. More passing down work than we've ever seen in his career. Like this guy is an absolute stud. I'm not worried. If people are thinking they're gonna have to sell, I'm buy, buy, buy. Like if there's an, an even tiny window right now to buy Jonathan Taylor, I would hammer that as hard as I could. No way I am I selling. I still my number one player rest of the season.
0: I think at 8:23, I think you got to go rapid fire, Wolf. If we're gonna all righty, I'll read through a few of
1: these. <laughs> okay. Um, all the questions would come in, Connor injured. Yeah, so we have the. As always, this is just an early look at the waiver wire and week two. Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. I will be live for our in-depth waiver wire show, how much fab to spend, all that stuff. I'm with you. I feel so bad for Trey Lance. It sucks. David. Yeah, he fractured him. angle. He's out. Yeah. He's done. He's done for the year and it sucks. JT was definitely the of the week, it sounds like Jeremiah benefited. It's always nice when you face JT and he has like seven points because you can just breathe again after thinking you're a battery. Javante was a dud, though. Not nearly the passing game usage. We saw it. the Broncos as a whole. Like the Russell Broncos
0: Williams, are a dud.
1: The Broncos are a dud, man. And Wilson is such a loser. My brother has him, and he does a super flex league. And he's like, if he's not good and I have to have Russell on my team, Russell's such a fucking tool bag. Like, I don't want to have to root for this guy at this point. So he's, he's thinking about like dropping him for Carson Wentz. It might be a too, too drastic of a hate cut. Oh, but I man, don't know. Like, I mean, screw I... Russell Wilson, honestly.
0: Yeah. All right, we just talked to Toons about this.
1: Yep. So I, I think he's in a decent spot. Yeah, he did dud. Fuck out. Steelers' offense is a dud. Yeah, they really were. Johnson looks good, but yeah, like overall, that passing game, no way they're going to sustain multiple mouths. Happiness is having Lamar and Amon ross Saint Brown. Your opponent having two on the bench, even better, Robert. And it is absolute happiness. I mean, what, 75, 80 points between just those two players? you got to love to have that. Nick Chubb did his absolute thing, GMN 4L. 100% agree. Garrett Wilson start. Ah! In desperate situation, certainly by the least, Jets, team, I, I think you know, I still want to see him get 100% of snaps. He deserves it, but he's still playing behind Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Just a matter of fact, though, when he gets in, he gets targeted, and he makes play after play. Like I said, it reminds me of rookie season Justin Jefferson. He was my number one-ranked rookie receiver coming into this class. I absolutely love the player, so I think so. It's still the Jets. It still worries me to get him in there until we see him playing all the snaps, running all the routes. but. What can you argue with? The guy's produced both times he's been out there. So, yeah, I, I really like him. Putting his tears in over overbatement, yeah, that that was a killer. Uh, who would recommend that? <laughs> Me. Uh, I, I fucking hate, hate Kyle Pitts so much. I got Dick Bomb by Judy. Yeah, sorry, Y2J. We love you, man. Prayers up uh, for your fantasy team in yeah. the future. Fryer just going to roll. Yeah, Fryer Luth a great backup. Like, just go with him. You know you're going to get some usage, some production. And then when you put him on the bench, Pitts, he's going to blow up. And, and that's all it is. London is absolutely a must-start. He was right on that cusp for me anyways, Daniel. There's no questions anymore. That guy's an absolute stud. Uh, Pota has 70 points, and Henry, Rogers, Thielen, and Dillon still to play. You have 100 and have Sanders, Mooney, or Lazard. I'm going Lazard. I, I would just light it up and hope for the best there uh, with, with Lazard, and knowing how desperately they need a wide receiver. Start Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. I'm down 15. I honestly think Dylan is safer. I don't, I don't know if we made it in time for you, Mark. Uh, but if no, not. No, the, g-
0: the game is going. The Packers are driving. Right oh, now.
1: okay. Yeah, AJ Dillon's probably gonna score a touchdown. Dylan uh, is Raiders, in the
0: backfield as we speak.
1: Your Raiders are brutal, man. That's not suck. Burks or McKenzie. I'd rather roster McKenzie. And certainly if I'm starting one and Gabe Davis is out. Definitely McKenzie. Uh if Gabe Davis misses the game, as it looks like he's probably going to. Tua Tyreek definitely carries Jesus. awesome, awesome stack to have. The Millie Maker will probably have them as their their lineup for sure. Mama Mama St. Brown. We called Daddy Davis and then Greg Daddy Jennings came up with Mama St. Brown, which I fucking love that nickname, Mama St. Brown, baby. Uh, And drop Tony for Osborne, Crowder, or Boston Scott. Hey, Osborne. I I would say if you need a player in the fill in for uh, Gabe Davis, this is what it's for for Daddy fill in, I would say Crowder, actually. Uh, Otherwise, if it's just to have someone else on the bench, I still wouldn't drop Tony for any of those three. Like, Tony as a player. Still excites me. There are rumblings he could end up getting traded. Like, what if Tony lands in Green Bay or something crazy like that? So, as a talent, I still want to hold on to Tony. But if you need to drop him for somebody to play, I would lean Crowder if that means Davis is out. Yeah. Uh, And you're welcome, Benny. Guys, thanks so much. Let's enjoy this game. I hope you get all the points you need. I'll be back on Tuesday, 7 p.m., for your Waiver Wire in-depth show talking about fab, all that good stuff. Always a blast, Truth. I love this show. Uh, Yeah, me too. It's fun.
0: I'll awesome. see you guys on Thursday.
1: Mostryjoe.com. We teach you Fancy Wolves. All our content will be there. The Wolf of Fancy be the Wolf, guys. We used to have it all. But now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd. And take our final bow. Oh, it's our time to go. But at least we stole the show. We stole the show,
0: please, we stole the show, please, we stole the show. Straight ahead, definitely second effort, third effort, touchdown, oh! That's pretty awesome. That's old-fashioned football right there, folks.